Howdy everybody out there, this is Big Beefin'. This is JP and I am one third of that Big Beefin' show. This is Aaron Rollins. What you doing boy? We have a ride, bring us in Shane. Now you may be asking, what is Big Beefin'? Well, the answer is quite simple. Big Beefin' is... Where all of your wildest dreams come true. That's a good one, that's a good one. <laughs> you stop listening halfway through. I knew you were podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's his goddamn yard, and he put the property tax on a damn thing. And he said, wait a minute, Rollins, you got to be smarter than fucking average bear. And I looked at him, I said, that goes both ways, buddy. And he kept talking, I just left. <laughs> average bear, that's a, that's a yogi, yogi bear, right? Isn't that? He's that's funny. a yogi bear reference, but that's not the fucking point, man. But the, so That's bullshit. If, hey, are you okay? Did, didn't you tell that one yesterday? I just told that one yesterday. Like, Aaron, are you okay? That he states that Bigfoot is there in plain sight. You just choose not to see him. <laughs> That's not what I meant, damn it. Fuck, you never mind. Never fucking mind, John. You don't want to fucking walk your fat ass and don't walk. There you go. See? That is. <laughs> no. Uh, no beat the drops. Let's get right to this. Hello, my name is JP. No need for no MC. I've been keeping it real since 1983. <laughs> Shit my pants on the big leaf and Just enjoy the show. Black. Some restaurants. Another mighty fine day. What you doing, boy? What are you doing, Shane? Uh, Bring us on in, Shane. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Big Beefing Show. We got JP, sometimes Dread Knight, sometimes uh, Aaron. So, uh, funny. What? I was uh, I was talking, I was listening to Daniel's podcast, and he was like, "Oh yeah," and, and I'll try to be there, and uh, hopefully Aaron's not there. <laughs> hopefully Aaron's not there. Uh, What's that audio issue right there for a minute? Yeah, so I got to do a. I gotta do an update on the app. Whenever I move the phone away from my head, it fucks it all up. Really? Yeah, that bad? So I get tired of holding because I mean, we go for an hour. So I got the phone up against my head for an hour. Oh. So sometimes okay. I want to change positions and I move it around and then it goes because it's are, trying are you, to. Are you on the speaker or on the uh, the microphone? The, uh, the the head the earpiece. Uh, right now I'm talking into it just like I would normally a phone. Oh, okay. I always put it on the speaker. Well, it, it does that, but like if I move it, it cuts off of the speaker. Hmm. So like it started out, I, I had you on the speaker, and then I moved it, and then all of a sudden it cuts over to where I See, have to have it up to my head now. That that happened to you? I thought that was just my phone doing that. I guess that's yeah. you know the, the sensitivity is off then because mine did well, the same thing. I thought mine was just jacking up on me. Well, uh, if you uh, unless you're going straight to bed after this, we can. I can pull up the Skype and we can see how that works and then uh, just try it out. Well, me and Daniel tried it, but every time we did it, we could talk to each other, but every time we push record, it's it it wouldn't let us record. So Mine's been was, letting us record it. I recorded uh, about 10 minutes of me, Aaron, and Daniel laughing at each other yesterday. It, it, so. Like I said, it wouldn't work for me and Daniel. I don't know why. So. Well, we'll give, it, we'll give it a shot and see if I can get it to record, and then uh, that way we'll know so we can try it. We can, we can do a little Skyping. Okay. Little, so little Scott. Want to try that in like a few, like what do you want to do? 30 minutes here and try 30 minutes of that? 
Oh, tonight? No, 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 no. I'm oh, just talking Mon- about next just Monday? a little test run or something, just to just to try it out. Okay, we'll do a test run later. Yeah, we can get a little try. Just to see. I don't I don't want us to get I don't want to hinge the whole episode on whether or not this is going to work because we don't know if it's going to work yet or not. We just yeah, got to try. You know, it, oh, uh, speaking of which, uh, I got new followers from uh, Indonesia. It's very funny. Indonesia. That's yeah, in the uh, that's in the Pacific, right? Asia. I don't know. I, I you know, he's a four. He says four percent Indonesia. Like, all right. No shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't checked them on. I'm curious to see if we got a lot of New York hits after that hair salon stylist was on here. Because, like I said, that episode has done amazingly well. And I think Scott, that the like, only thing I can think of is because of her. Well, yeah, her very, very much her bringing her friends and family in uh, and her uh, her audience in, but also you and Aaron talking about the. Uh, the way you apparently just treated each other when y'all were kids. Yeah, well, it was mostly how I treated him. He didn't. I didn't really get a chance to say about the, the stuff that he did, but you know, it is what it is. And uh, I, I presume you, I presume you were drinking because I could hear a bottle swishing around in the background. Oh, oh that, that night? And yeah. The, oh yeah, I drank three beers. Okay, what are you drinking now? What is that? So this beer is called Yingling, and I'm actually getting some tomorrow. Um, they don't sell it. In Texas, the the farthest west it goes is Louisiana, and it's made in the oldest brewery in America. So they've been making this beer since like the 1800s. Shit. No, 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 no. I think the 1700s. They've been making it a long time. And uh, anyways, they, they uh, the beer. I mean, it's just really good. It's not a. Uh, it's consistent. It doesn't taste. Uh, you know, sometimes you get a little grain in your beer, and you know kind of bitter but the stuff tastes smooth and uh, what's the price tag on that i don't know last time you bought me a big old fucking case it lasted me for uh hell, a couple of months i can't remember when that last time he got me for it i only drink you know uh two or three on the weekend uh i had enough to last for a long time these were all bottles too these weren't cans so i don't know i paid for his meal i took him to lunch and that's probably what i'm gonna do again tomorrow and then uh it's just a trade-off he gets the lunch, I get the beer, and life moves on. Who is it? Uh, Jacob. Oh, okay, Jacob. Okay, that's cool. That's uh, cool. Uh, shit, I don't know if you wanted me to say that because he's taking it across state lines. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, well, it doesn't matter, right? Like, it's, it's not illegal. No, but it's just, you know, it, some people don't want others to know that they're bringing them beer from across the state. It's just a status thing. And now that we've got people up there in New York listening, they'll be like, oh, shit, they're running fucking beer across the state line. It's like Smokey and the Bandit. I and don't, like, why? Why, why is that, like, what do you mean the status? Like, some people just, don't like, some people don't like, uh, they just don't like people knowing about what they do. Some people just don't like it. Drinking their, drinking their state beer or something? Well, it's just, back in the days, running beer across state lines was illegal. And... I'm not quite sure how it works. Now. Well, the thing is, you don't have don't have a license for it, and he's selling it to me. I don't oh, know. It's just it's just complicated. You, you you didn't say he was selling it to you. He you said he was just you know it's like a train. You know he bought it. He's not stealing it, is he? <laughs> no, no, he buys okay. it. Yeah, he buys it. It's just I don't know. He may not. He just may not want everybody knowing that he's going out and buying me beer. He may yeah. he may just not want anybody to know that. Some people uh, just don't want people to know that shit. Oh, okay. For whatever reason, like my my sister, up until like a couple of years ago, she didn't even like drinking beer. Like she didn't want anybody around her kids drinking beer. She still doesn't like it. 
And, and what and it's, it's our sister, just so you know. She went, she I didn't know you were on the fucking podcast. <laughs> uh, you just say that, Nick, to Roger? Roger just saw you heard you drop the F-bomb, huh? Roger don't know what the hell I'm saying. <laughs> Only, he's not even two. So so you're going to sit there and look at him? He, he and barely, say, yeah, I think I said, I said the other day, I was like, it's shit, Roger. It's shit. Shit. And he was like, hi. <laughs> hi. I'm like, it's shit. Hi. Yeah, you say that now. And when he turns to and starts actually saying words, he's going to be saying shit right back to you. <laughs> well, I mean, what's in the word? Who, you know? who made it a bad word? Who made these bad words up? According yeah. to Mr. Nick, our chemistry teacher in high school, <laughs> he said they were words that the uh, – the Saxon used when they invaded uh, England. Those that were that was their language, and because it was such, uh, you know, they they conquered. And when, uh, oh shit, who were the other guys? It's the Saxons and the who? The shits? No, it wasn't the shits. <laughs> damn it, John. The shits. Who was who was the other guys? Aaron, the Saxons and the what? Who 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 fought? Uh, I can't remember what the other fucking uh, was. The Saxons. But who else? There was somebody else. <laughs> The Chinese. Yeah. Uh, no, it wasn't the fucking Chinese. Vikings. Vikings. Um, Vikings. Right? Normans. Normans. <laughs> God damn it. Mormons? The, calls. the fucking Mormons? The fucking Norm- Mormons for? Okay. <laughs> and uh, they didn't like. They didn't like all those fucking cuss words. Well, I can't remember which one didn't like it. One of them didn't like the other group's fucking cuss words. So they made it like fucking, you know, taboo to say the sh- to say it. Like just, you know, you don't say that. You don't say fuck. You don't say shit because that's the way they say it. And we don't like what they say. And then somehow throughout the years, it, that just stuck. And so now it became, they became bad words, you know. So but, it's, it's weird that we call them bad words. You know, I, I know a lot of bad words. Well, I mean, it's, in that language or with that tradition, wherever that came from, I mean, that was just their word for uh, intercourse. It was just fuck, you know, and uh, their word for excrement was shit. It wasn't like they were, you know, they didn't have another word. They didn't have like, oh, it's doo-doo. But when I'm pissed, I'll call it shit. No, it's just that's literally shit. That's just what they called it. And, well, let's deal with like Announcement brought to you by Shane Rom. Well, well it was, this is from Mr. Nix, and I know I bastardized the fuck out of it, but that's well, what he said. That's the same thing. I never say fuck. Or shit. Right? He didn't say either. He just wanted to educate us on where these terms, why these terms were considered bad terms. So what did he say? I just fucking told you. I went through the whole damn thing. I had to look up who the damn Normans and Saxons were. So who so made who made the middle finger so awful? Now that one, I don't, I don't know where that gesture came from. You know, uh, like, oh, take this. Oh, I feel somehow insulted by that. <laughs> there's always been gestures, though. Like, there's one. Uh, that's in Europe where you stick your thumb underneath your lip and you flick your thumb forward. That's supposed to mean something. I, I, think I think it means like fuck you or something like do that. Do you thumb your nose at me, sir? Yes, I do thumb my nose at you, sir. It's from Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Uh, how, how about, the, from there, how about the, the, uh, the Italians when they run their, their palm against their, under their chin? You know what I'm talking about? When they do the chin gesture? Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. It's in the same ballpark. Uh, the Mexicans will do this thing with their palm where they poke their palm at you. They they shove their palm at you and they say, Toma, Toma, and it's pretty much like, fuck you. It's, I, I'm, it's a real, it's a, I'm, I am Mexican, and you just made that shit up. 
I don't know what the fuck no, you No, I did not make that stuff. This Mexican dude at work used to do it to me every day. And I asked my boss about it, and he's like, oh, he's telling you to go fuck yourself. Oh, <laughs> he might just be an asshole, Aaron. It may not be an actual tradition thing. He just may do that. No, because no, it wasn't just him that knew it. It was a bunch of people that knew it. Because so he's done it to them. Out. He's been doing it to fucking everybody. <laughs> Well, they're all from Mexico, so I imagine it originated from there. So they came, it, over, they came sure over here from not, there. They they all did, yeah. They, a lot of those guys don't even have like a, uh, citizenship. Yeah, oh, uh, I'd say about five. Of them. Well, yeah, five of them are not actual citizens. And you and you're over there electrocuting yourself, putting yourself in the damn hospital. Yep. And they uh, they're working for eighteen bucks an hour when they should be making thirty. <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> Welcome to America. Oh. Yeah, living the dream. So, what what is the worst curse word? I guess y'all know. Hmm. Well, I mean, there's one word that we can't even utter here on the podcast. <laughs> Same with there. There's one word that we can't say. So that would probably have to be the worst one. Even though my grandpa used to say it like it was fucking oh, awesome. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Way to way to throw John Meadows out there, Shane. Way to go. It was, it was just the time, man. They just—that's just what they did. You want? I'm saying grandpa? it was right. That's just what they did. You rest in peace, brother. Yeah, you know? I love you, Grandpa. So, but you were a racist. I mean, John, you, your grandpa doesn't do that either, John. What? You know, curse. <laughs> no, Mexicans no. are just the same as every old Mexicans are the same as anybody else. Oh well, my grandpa. What? I don't know. Sarah's trying to listen in. Oh, well, my grandpa. Uh, I'm just adding to the stupidity. Don't mind me. <laughs> she sounded just like her mom when she said that. Make sure she heard that part. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, I can't remember. Yes, my grandpa did say that once. There you in go. Bam. See? And um, I, I can't remember him being like totally racist. Well, he wasn't. No, it's, it's not like it's a hateful thing. It's just the fucking terms they used. Well, yeah, he, yeah, he would curse when he gets mad, but you know. You know what? Let's get that girl from New York back on here and see how she feels oh, about it. Oh, <laughs> well, we, we might need bitch. to. We need to know like what what terms they're using in New York that we don't know about. Our hand gestures they're using in New York that are uh, offensive. You know, is this a podcast about sign language? What's going on? Well, so you know, sign language and dirty words or, or taboo words, you know. So well. I guess after that one, uh, a lot of people don't like the word cunt. Like, oh, I was thinking one. about that. I was thinking about that. I don't know yeah. what the hell where that word came from. But, but you know, I like that part in The Boys when he was like, why are you always calling everybody a cunt? A cunt can take a pounding, It's it's it's, but it feels good. He's like, why is it a bad thing? <laughs> <laughs> hey, he, he, it's a good point, right? And he was like, and then, and then Carl Urban's character was like, that's a good point, Hugh. You're a good cunt. <laughs> and he's just like, thanks. The thing is calling somebody a bitch. You know, a bitch is just a female dog. You can say that in a good way, in a funny term, like, ah, you bitch. Uh, you, you can make that funny. So, yeah. you know, if that's, if that's your argument, John, you can say anything like that. Ah, oh, you fucker. That's it. Uh, yeah. That's- it's starting to get now. Like this this may get us some in some heat with the New York folks too, but people aren't liking you saying faggot anymore either. Yeah, and that's a little when, more. When we were growing up, faggot that, wasn't a big yeah. deal. Anybody could no. say faggot. Oh, yeah, said it in every song. Yeah, 
Oh yeah, big time. Big, and that's and, another and, thing. And why, don't, why don't people realize that about Eminem? Like how bad he talked about gay people. Like why does nobody think? Well, because he he came up and said that you know he's never been a homophobe. He was just trying to be sensational because people said that he was a homophobe. And so I, I remember reading this. He was uh, responding to critics who were saying, you know, he's homophobic. That's why he says the, the, the word faggot. And he says, no, I'm not. But if you're going to call me that, you know what? Then why don't you listen to some of my lyrics and see what you think then? Still, though. And, so he's, yeah, he's and, and shock culture, I'm surprised, like, kids, if they listen to that, they'd probably be like, oh, my God. This is so offensive. Well, yeah, and he's all about shock value. Like, oh, my God, it's so offensive. I'm going to go cut my balls off. The one, the one where he did as the world turns and he talked about uh, fucking a girl to death. <laughs> he, he said he shoved it in crooked. <laughs> he's lost his magic. He's not He's not as good. There's no real good, great musicians these days. Homicide. You listen to Homicide? Dude. No. No, you gotta listen to that it one. It wasn't that good. <laughs> if, if I haven't listened to it, it wasn't that good. Like, if it was good, I would have heard it. You you can't judge it. You can't do that. You it's like saying that there's there's no dark matter because you you've never witnessed it. <laughs> there's some signs that tell you that there's dark matter though, and so there's some signs that tell me that song that song fucking sucks. It's the fact that I've never seen it that, or heard it that means that song sucks. So no, I, you, so you never tried to say, oh yeah, we had fun, we had a little gay old time out there. You never said that before. No. Uh, I never said we had a gay time. Um, you know, singing the Flintstone songs, obviously, we'll have a gay old time. Um, but, but yeah, I think I may have. I think I may be fucking around or something if I was drunk. Like, oh, they're having a gay old time or some bullshit like that. Yeah, I think I've said it. Oh, come on, man. You know you didn't. <laughs> I, think I've, I think I've said it before. I, I, want, I want to say I have heard you say that before, though, Shay. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like something I would say. But back in the day, that's just what they said. That's just, you know, you're just a happy fellow. Like, you just, you know, glee, and, and that's just what it meant. It didn't mean, like, you know, homosexual. Oh, well, well, yeah, UK, they call them fags, cigarettes. But where that really comes from is the homosexuals back in the day, uh, they would burn them at the stake. And the things they used to light the kindling were called faggots. Really? Stick. Wow. So that's why gay people get all offended by it because you're basically saying, you know, burn, burn your ass alive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, well, that it's just there's a lot of hate. Just like the N word, it, it was just the N word, you know, before slavery happened. Um, now when slavery happened, that's when it became bad because there was hate associated with it. It used to just mean black. Well, then when slavery happened, well, then a lot of the other stuff. Yeah, I guess there's some power behind words, but, you know, I've always I've always thought that the power you the power the words have are what you give them. So but but if they, if they called you to the school. All right, Mr. and Mrs. Rollins, um, Roger, we were having a discussion. Roger said uh, a bad word. Um, he got upset because he poked himself in the hand, you know, and he said, fuck. Yeah, I'd probably let that one ride. No, I'm the teacher, Shay. I'm not going to let it ride. Your son cannot come into my school, into my classroom, and use these words in my classroom. What the fuck are you going to do about it? (laughs) (laughs) Shay would say it just like that. You know what? He would smile. He would smile and laugh. (laughs) No, I I get it. I mean, you know, obviously Sarah would be all fucking, you know, 
oh my god, why are you doing that? And I don't know. I mean, I I think it's more respect. I mean, if it if he was if it was a shocking thing and he just you know, but if he was trying to be an asshole and he did it on purpose, I mean that's different, you know. But if it's just something, to be an asshole. <laughs> well, you know, like the kids, we there's some kids that we went to school with. They like doing that shit because they were bad. Like you know, we've talked about him on before, but like Jesse Lee and Billy Hawkins, they like to cuss because they were just bad kids. You know, that's just like what they like to do. But you know, if it's a if it's a slip or an accident, I I would need to know the context of, of what happened. You know, and if Mr. the way Rollins, she's, it, it doesn't matter what in what preference he used it in. The point is, he used it. <laughs> Well, I don't know what you want me to do, lady. Everybody fucking uses it. <laughs> now, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, is it, it's not against the law. I guess that's what I'd have to say. It's not illegal. That's true. It's not legal. You know, uh, from what I French. what I understood in the Constitution, uh, he's got a right to free speech. And I'm sorry if that free speech offends you, but he's got a right to say it. <laughs> and they could say some bullshit like. Well, he ain't got a right to be in our school then, and I'll be like, you damn right. So, peace out. <laughs> and I'll, is that, grab, is that you, I'll grab is that... my balls, and I'll walk out. Grab all his fucking balls. <laughs> as Sarah was just sitting there at all, are you saying this to a teacher? <laughs> I don't know. It would be more dramatic like that. You know, it just, it would, it's hard to say unless you're in that situation. I hope he doesn't do anything like that. He's got the self control in front of the teacher. <laughs> you know, hopefully he's got the the self discipline to where he doesn't do that kind of stuff. But he just breaks out to Eminem song, right? I mean, you know, what are you gonna do? You're always I mean, asking me the same fucking questions. <laughs> he's like, preacher, preacher, fifth grade teacher, you can't reach me. My mom can't either. You can't teach me a goddamn thing because I watch TV and Comcast cable. <laughs> You know, I mean, you can tell we listened to a lot of that growing up. <laughs> when we were, when we were, when we were kids, John, if my mom heard, if we were watching the movie and they said "fuck," and my mom was in the room, like she'd be like, "Turn it off," and but we keep watching it, you know, and <laughs> um, but we didn't go, we didn't go around saying that kind of stuff, you know, we didn't go around and we didn't cuss a whole lot at all, really, and even to this day, she's not real big on us cussing around her. Um, so I think it's just the expectations you set forward. If, if in our house, if the words are flowing freely, I don't see how we can tell him that he's got to keep it, you know, but at the same time, you know, you can't go like, I have to, I have to constantly watch what I'm saying at my fucking job because like I was in a meeting today with some executives from a, from a company and it's an important fucking meeting. Like it's going to affect a lot of people's jobs. And I can't go in there and say, I don't like that shit. Or, That's fucking dumb. Or what the hell are you doing? And one time I was in a meeting with those guys and they accidentally let it slip. Like uh, we were doing a uh, virtual meeting over the phone and uh, you heard somebody in the background, like they walked into a room or something and they said, there that fucker is. And it was all over the fucking, like everybody that was in the conference heard it. And they're like, Oh shit. Saints are laughing. Yeah, I did, but <laughs> but because but that I, but that wasn't that wasn't me. That was their that was their side. Today, you know, my boss is present. His boss is present, and we can't be saying that bullshit. You know, I can't go in there and say, "Well, let me fucking look at the damn thing," or you know, or look at that bullshit. 
you know, uh, they'll be demote me and and tell me if I keep, you know, if I say something like that again, uh, I'll get fired. Is that, is that easy for you to lose your job? Yeah, yeah, because it wasn't that. So the thing about Evans, you only left that place if you really wanted to. I really wanted to. That's why I left. But if you're already in a position, you might get demoted, but it won't be a big step down. You might lose maybe I don't know five thousand dollars a year. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. You gotta you gotta be careful uh, now. Like when I'm talking to my employees, you know, I don't give a damn. I'm like, yeah, just go fucking pull it up, or I don't know about that bullshit, or I don't like that damn thing. I mean, I'll, I'll, I, that I don't matter. It's just when it's my supervisors coming in, I have to clean it up because I know they don't like that shit. But if I'm ever in, uh, you know, conservative Christians just tend to not like that kind of stuff. It's just how it works. I don't know fucking why. I wish I did. I mean, I guess because there's no preachers getting up on Sunday morning saying, and this fucking book said this shit. <laughs> Let's go to goddamn Matthew 118 and read this fucking thing again. I told you, <laughs> sons of bitches. I've already fucking told you this. How many goddamn times? I, we got st- somewhere. I don't think there's any church in America that does that. <laughs> Maybe oh, the only one I could see is those snake handlers, and they're like, "God damn it!" Like when the snake fucking bites. <laughs> That's the only one I could see doing it. You said that, and um, R. I said R there. Doris, uh, she's been Pentecostal her life, and she said one pastor was preaching a sermon, and he started cussing. <laughs> I couldn't help, help but think how funny that would be if I was there. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be rare, right? So, I mean, it just, generally speaking, you know, most of the ministers and preachers are really soft-spoken and mellow, and it's all it's all politeness, and, you know, I don't know. That's the reason, that's the reason why WWE has a, such a hard time, because their actors, their, I mean, their wrestlers can't cuss. Yeah, well, isn't, that why, isn't that why they're changing from WWE to AEW? Well, AEW is a different company. Not, a, I thought they were taking over WWE. No, it's a separate brand. It's a, it's a guy, uh, you know, the American Dream, Dustin Rhodes. Uh, not really. Well, he's got two sons. One of them is is uh, Dusty, and that's I mean, Gold Dust. Yeah. Two. Well, he's got a bunch, but two that I know of. Um, he's got Dusty, who is you would know him as Gold Dust. You remember the guy who would rub on his nipples and say. Oh, yeah, the guy that would rub on his nipples and suck his teeth. Yeah, yeah, just like I just did presented for you. <laughs> um, they had that guy, and uh, he's got a brother named Cody. And uh, Cody was, uh, you know, he got, you know, he got in the family business, and they put him in the WWE, and he was kind of a big deal. Like, he was getting a lot of buzz. Well, they made him, like, he was, an, he was a bastard version of Goldust. They made him Stardust. And you could tell he fucking hated it. Like, he hated the character. And uh, so after a while, he's just like, fuck this. I'm going to do my own thing. So he started AEW. And uh, it's gotten a lot of buzz because it's more geared towards the uh, adolescent adult audience. Whereas WWE's got to be PG. You know, it's family friendly. And that's a problem because if you're trying to be an aggressive, you know, fucking beat your ass bastard, but you can't say shit. I mean that's a problem, right? Uh, they they're pick up. They were picked up by uh, TNT. Yeah, they're gonna start me on on networks now. 
Yeah, no. Well, but TNT still cable, so yeah, you can. I think you can still cuss in that one, or at least they can bleep it out. But you know that what they're saying. I mean, if you're really mad at somebody, you know, I mean, you're going to call that person motherfucker. I mean, that's just how it goes. If you're really mad, like you, where you're about to punch them, you're going to say, "Hey, fucker." I mean, that's just how it goes, right? I mean, <laughs> every fight that I think I've ever seen or been in, the word "fuck" has come out at some point. Well, in a wrestling match. You're not saying fuck. You're saying I'm gonna kick your butt, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick your butt. I'm gonna I'm gonna whoop your hiney, or I'm gonna you know if Stone Cold would say I'll beat your ass, and Stone Cold said bitch, but he was I mean that was pushing it, you know. And Stone Cold was considered edgy for his time. <laughs> that was edgy. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm a tough sob, and I don't give a damn what anybody says. If you don't like that, you can kiss my ass. I mean, you know, so he got away with those, but. He couldn't take it much further than that, hmm. you know. So you got to know, and they would blur out his hands whenever he's flipping somebody off, you know. Yeah, yeah, blur the hand. So. Well, I remember he would say like people would just roll up next to him in, in traffic and just start flipping them off. Was, oh, I know the difference between uh, someone uh, throwing up the sign and then flipping me off. I, I knew the difference, you know. Like I, I don't know how you tell the difference, but. <laughs> Yeah, he's just smiling, thinking just he can just drive like an asshole, and he just thinks everybody's just uh, giving him dap, just saying, "Yeah, man, it's Stone Cold." Um, so yeah, that's the problem. But no, Aaron, uh, WWE and AEW are two different things. In fact, WWE scared that uh, AEW is going to you know get some of their business, so they're they're trying to change things up. They brought back uh, Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff to take over creative to try to boost the ratings back up. Yeah, uh, I don't know who those guys are. Uh, Paul Heyman's the guy who founded ECW, Extreme Championship Wrestling, which was well known in the late 90s because it was banned in a lot of states because it was so violent. Um, even though it really wasn't, I mean, it was pro wrestling, it was just hardcore wrestling. And then, uh, Eric Bischoff was the guy that ran WCW Nitro and was the one, the first company to, to beat, to compete against Vince McMahon and beat him. They beat him for like two years straight, and that's what formed. That's what. That's why Vince had to create the attitude error because he was about to lose. Like he was about to lose everything. About to lose he, uh, his business. So. And then, uh, uh, what was the other company he bought out? He bought out WCW, and then he bought out ECW. So now he's hired both of them to come back and help develop creative content. <laughs> I've I've always said that he had sucky they had sucky writers. I've always said that shit. It it, it was, really just depends. Like sometimes it's good, but sometimes it's it's dumb. Like right now, I can't think of any story that just captivates me. It, like it needs, uh, that, he needs to do like like the comic book character, you know, a comic book one. It's like all right, hire this guy for a little while. All right, he's just getting bad. Get another get another uh, get another guy. Is this doing good? All right, keep them. Not well, not doing so good. All right, give it to him. Get another guy. Yeah, you really got to formulate it like it's uh, Dragon Ball Z. You know, Dragon Ball Z. You got your group of heroes. You got your guys, right? And but there's a hierarchy. Like, you know, Krillin's a good guy. He's a hero, but Krillin's not top dog. Like, Krillin's not gonna save the day. Um, and you got your you got your bad guy. Huh? I thought he almost did. I don't know, well, man. Maybe disc. Yeah, that, that was like in the very beginning, but later on in the series, he's kind of just a background character. He's just kind of there, and he, uh, he can't reach the next level. He just can't do it. Well, it's because 
you know, Goku became a, a deity and, and Vegeta did too. And so when they got the, that kind of power, it just put them in a whole nother, another realm. And that, but they, the others have started to play catch up a little bit. They started to get better, but they're not, they're not to deity level. Like they're not that powerful. Well, in, in Dragon Ball Z, you have a villain shows up and there's always a new villain. He's always more badass than the last one. And then sometimes the villain gets killed and they come back and they're even stronger like Frieza did. Like Frieza hadn't even fully topped him to his power. So what you got to do with wrestling is the same thing. You have a villain show up and he's fucking unstoppable, kicks all their asses, beats all of them. And then the hero goes back to the drawing board and figures out what he needs to do differently. And then he comes back for a win. And then you just repeat, rinse and repeat, do that same thing again and it'll work. But they don't do it like that, man. They fucking find somebody that they want to be the hero, like Roman Reigns, that nobody likes to do. And he's not charismatic and he's got shitty moves. And they just say, this is your hero. This is your hero. And, he, and then you got Brock Lesnar who doesn't do any fucking work and he shows up and beats the fuck out of everybody. And walks away, and it's like it's not it's not interesting. And, well, you have no said, competition for Brock, and they force that onto you. No, you like Roman Reigns, y'all love Brock Lesnar. No, I, well, we're kind of getting tired of him. No, y'all love him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's you just the problem. I think the problem is John Cena. I think he's really the problem because John Cena was right there at the end of the Attitude Era, and he's still fucking wrestling. So they're and, – and, and especially like with The Undertaker. I mean, the guy's been wrestling since the golden age. He's been wrestling since the 80s, and he's still wrestling. And when you got that, and it's that the, – the product gets stagnated, you know. You got to get some new people in there. You got to get something new going on. And you got to have a challenge. Like, it's obvious now that a lot of people could beat The Undertaker. You know, that wasn't true back in the 90s. But nowadays, I mean, the guy's – he's kind of worn down. And – He's not a. He looked. He looked okay in the last pay per view we watched, but he's still not in his prime anywhere close. So sad. Poor guy, still being forced to perform. Well, that's well, the thing. No, he no, got a fake hip, and your, your back's bad, and you, you know, and he's still doing tombstones. And it's like one of these days, his body's not going to cooperate, and somebody's going to get hurt. He's going to do a tombstone and hurt himself somehow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for real. He did a reverse huh? tombstone somehow. He hurt himself. I mean, just think about it, John. Just just go walk into your floor and just drop to your knees. And see. And, and how many nights do you think you can do that and keep doing it and just keep fucking dropping to your knees? I mean, he's not a small man. I mean, they, I think they bill him at like 320 pounds. So, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a lot of weight on those knees hitting the ground. Um, like I said, uh, I don't know. There's any new people, new writers. Just try something totally fucking new. But you gotta have. You see, when we were kids, they did it smart. Like you remember, I don't know if y'all remember this, but uh, you had you had Bret Hart, and you know Bret Hart had been around for a long time, and but he he was never like you know ultimate. He was just kind of a guy that was always around. And then Yokozuna showed up, and Yokozuna is like fucking bigger than everybody else by like. A couple hundred pounds. The dude's like fucking damn near 600 pounds running around out there in the ring. And uh, he was just a monster. I mean, nobody could beat him. Well, I mean, if you got somebody like that who he doesn't say shit, he shows up, you can't beat him, he fucking kicks your ass, the match is over quick, you know, and what do you do? So you get a hero, somebody who 
who stands a chance, who can, can go up against him. And uh, then you have that hero win. And then that kind of takes away from the mystique of the villain. And, you know, you just build from there. But that, they don't do that anymore. They pick one guy and they fucking, like you just said, John, you like him. You like when he comes out here. You enjoy it. And it's like, no, somebody needs to beat his fucking ass. You need to leave. Somebody's got to do it. You don't have anybody that we believe can do it. Like, it's not believable. It's not believable to put Seth Rollins up against Brock Lesnar and Seth win. It's just, it doesn't. And Brock can pick him up with one, one fucking hand by the neck. You know, it's just not, it's not good. You know, Braun Strowman, yeah, but he's also not a very trained, skilled wrestler. He's just kind of a big, strong man. So. Yeah, so you should, so you're saying like they should have had like an, a Goldberg every, uh, every year, a new, the, the, the unbeatable person. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> every what you every six do. months. I mean, every six months had that one unbeatable person. Yeah, you got to have somebody who's a badass that, you know, can take down the establishment. You have to constantly rotate it out. I mean, and then they and then they got talent that's real good and they fucking waste them. Like, have you really have you given a damn about anything Sheamus has done in the last three years? No, he's a damn good character. Good yeah. fighter. Sheamus could carry the belt. He could be the champion. But you don't see him doing shit. And, uh. Who else? AJ Styles is the biggest disappointment there's ever fucking been. I mean, the guy. Oh man! Just... Oh man! They, I, I, I don't. Know. Where did he come from? Because apparently, I didn't know. I don't know nothing about him. But apparently, he was a... in TNA. So apparently, he was a he was a big fucking deal though. He was yeah, a big he was. Deal. He was their head honcho in TNA. I, I know. Shane, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Same, there you go. Sounded like Aaron dropped out for a second. Well, yeah, it makes it like, like a, a big disappointment. Like, everyone cheered and applauded when he first came out. They're all, yeah, then it just went down the water. Yeah. Well, because they didn't do anything with him, you know? They gave him they gave him his little entrance, you know, the little it's got the hoodie up and he's moving his head back and forth and then he comes down to the ring and there's no story behind him. What, what's he, what's he about? What's he trying to do? We don't fucking know, you know, I mean, is he trying to be the best? No, I guess not because he's not, you know, so I don't know. See, it was, I don't know. I think we just, it was just the time we grew up in. It was just different. It was easier to tell the story back then. You know, you had, uh, I mean, look at the rock, you know, he started off as a, as a goody two shoes and everybody fucking hated him. And so then he joins the nation of domination and they fucking work him to death. And then he, he gets, he just cha- He just flips the switch and he says, I'm going to be an asshole now. And everybody loved him after that, you know? And I don't know. There's nobody in, in pro wrestling right now has that. Kind of, I would say the Miz is about as close to that as you can get, but they don't fucking use him either. You know? That's one of their top guys, and they barely fucking use him. And then when they do use him, it sucks. Mm-hmm. A lot of potential there that's wasted. I want, I want if AEW knows that. Like, hey, I see you wasting your talent over here. Well, they What's got the, here. They you stole know? Dean Ambrose because of that. You know. Yeah, and he was. Like I said he was always a good character, a good fighter. Yep. Like I said, wasted it, wasted. Yep. Waste of talent. Yeah, Tito Ortiz tried doing that when he when he beat Chuck Liddell. Chuck Liddell's in his 
freaking late 40s, early 40s, sorry. Um, he beat Chuck Liddell, and he was like, yeah, uh, we got something going on at this MNA group that I'm joining, and uh, if you guys aren't happy with your UFC thing, then come on over and join us. And it's like, no, man, no, no way. Oh, Bellator? No, how would you do that? No, it wasn't Bellator. He started his own. It was called Golden Boy MMA. Oh. Yeah, and Tito Ortiz has lost to Chuck Liddell three times, and this time he, he claims victory when Chuck's an old freaking man. And he's like, yeah, yeah I'm victor- victorious now, and I'm a good fighter, so come join me. And it's like, no, dude, you ain't anybody. <laughs> the last uh, MMA fight I saw was Chael Sonnen against that uh, Russian guy. I can't remember his name. It's Ivan something. And uh, Chael Sonnen, was, you know, he talks a whole bunch of shit. And the yeah, Russian guy, he calls himself the American gangster. Yeah, well, he, when he showed up to the match, he was wearing, you know, Apollo Creed's fucking American uniform. And uh, that Russian guy, before the match had started, they were interviewing him, and he was like, I've seen those Rocky movies. It's all bullshit. And it's just like, God damn. And he fucking beat his ass, too. The Russian showed <laughs> up beat the fuck out of Chael Sonnen. Yeah, and, Chael, Chael Sonnen has never been that special. And, and, and Chael, like the movie. Chael, Chael, like the movie. <laughs> Chael tried to fight him. Like, he tried. Like, he kept getting up, and he kept getting up. And that fucking Russian guy just kept dropping him. Just kept putting him right back down on his ass. Every yeah. time he got up, put him down. And so finally, Chael just stuck to what he knows best, you know, because he's a, he's a Greco-style wrestler. He tried doing that, and uh, the guy was too fucking big. Couldn't move him. And uh, You're fucked. You know, if he puts you on the ground and you can't move him, you're done. So that was the last MMA yeah, fight the only, I saw. The only time Chael Sonnen I saw ever – where he beat somebody's asses when he was on steroids and he beat, uh, he really whooped up on Anderson Silva, but he had to juice up on steroids to do it. No, no I'm sure Brock Lesnar used steroids too. I'm sure all of them. Oh, yeah, he's, a, he's a minute to that. Well, no, not all of them have because, you know, they do pretty strenuous doping in the UFC. I would say that the current boxing champ doesn't use steroids, Anthony Hernandez. That's, that's probably one that don't. Yeah. Well, Conor McGregor has been like, no, man, don't, don't, don't lump me in with those guys, mate. <laughs> I'm sure Conor's used some Jews too at some point. Now, he's pretty adamant saying that he's never done. Yeah. I doubt that. I'm sure he's oh. done some cocaine or some shit. But that's not steroids. <laughs> Still. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Combat sports. It's interesting. Well, I've always want to say that the, the the best ones I ever saw were the um, Edge and Christian, uh, uh, the Hardy Boys, and the Dudley Boys. When they all went up against each other. Yeah, and I remember it was just the Hardy Boys and and the, and the Dudley Boys, and they just threw in the uh, Edge and Christian, like, "Hey, why don't y'all get in there and mingle it up?" And like, "All right," and then you now you got three way matches every other night, <laughs> which is probably what killed them. Yeah, when it comes to tag teams, I like the Dudleys. I like the uh, Legion of Doom, even though you know they, at the end there they kind of they got a little worn down. But I like them. Um, do you remember the Bushwhackers? The, the Bushwhackers? Yeah, they were. They came down. They like pumped their arms up and down as they were walking down oh, to okay. the ring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was them. There was uh, Barton Billy Gunn. The, the the young guns or whatever. Oh, okay, they they were pretty good. They they, well, they knew how to put on a show. They knew how to talk. They were more than tight ass good. fucking jeans and big old boots. <laughs> uh, what other good tag teams have there been? You, you said you said the two guys in the football gear, right? 
the shoulder pads. They were they were red and black. Yeah, yeah, the Legion of Doom. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, Hawk and Animal, and they'd say, "What a rush!" And then I, uh, uh, the Rock and Sock connection was a, a a hit. Yeah, that was a good tag team, but you know, I mean, uh, I, Mick Foley's probably my favorite wrestler. I, I think I think Mick Foley's my favorite one out of all of all time. The guy's just put himself through fucking hell, you know. The, the hell no, uh, Kane and uh, Daniel Bryant were pretty good too. That was a great. Okay. Good yeah, um, good tag teams. I mean, of course, New Day is kind of that's been the popular one for the last five years. Oh yeah, man. That, there's like I said, same thing, Shane. They're just gonna ride that boat until they just get tired. People fans get tired of it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You like New Day? <laughs> just cram it down there. Everybody's fucking throat, uh, which they're fine. I like New Day. I mean, they're all right. Uh, let's see. Other good tag teams. Oh, well, Kane and Undertaker was a fucking good damn tag oh, team. Oh, man. You, man, that, you couldn't stop that train. <laughs> yeah. That was a good tag team. Uh, I didn't really care for G Generation X. Not my thing. I didn't really care for them. Yes, they were funny, but I just didn't really care for them. Oh, some things will argue about that, Shane. Like, how could you say that? About well, I, I, I'm not saying like, okay, so the problem is I have to think about wrestling when, when I was a kid and I was watching them. the, the storyline. I hated the character, but like as a grown up, you know, knowing what I know about the business now, I respect what they did. Like I appreciate, oh, okay, they've made some sacrifices and without that, none of this shit would have worked. So I get it now, but still like I just some characters you like, some you don't. And I wasn't a big fan of them when they were out, you know. But I do that fucking suck it sound all the time, so I guess I like something. Yeah, you do that suck. Yeah, you taught it to me. <laughs> oh, let's get ready to suck it. That's not how it went. That's how it went. Oh, uh, suck it. You're just a plain old fool. I just got tired of doing what you told me to do. <laughs> I don't know where that. I don't know where that came from. Yep. I think you made that up. Nope. Uh, other good tag teams. Uh, well, Owen and Bret Hart was a good tag team. Yeah, they were okay. I thought that was all right. Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit. That was a good one. Uh, yeah, they were a good one. Let's see. Ed, Ed, Chris Benoit just looked fucking angry all the time, though. Well, he was on steroids and he killed yeah. his family. <laughs> and yeah, he was. He was on steroids. What about uh, what about Macho Man and Hulk Hogan, the Mega Powers? How long that that ran for a good while, right? Oh, yeah, let me tell you, Hogan. Yeah, so what they did in that storyline, uh, this chick that uh, Macho Man, like his, his manager, you know, or whatever, the chick that would walk him out, uh-huh. they got married in the ring or whatever, and uh, they weren't really married. It was just part of the show. But, like, uh, I guess there's something went wrong in the match, and, and Macho Man had accidentally hit her. Well, and Hulk Hogan, you know, came to her aid because he hadn't been tagged in. So he's like helping her out. And Macho Man sees this. And he's like, hey, man, what the fuck are you doing? You know, why are you putting your hands on my girl? And uh, and it just created this tension between them. And uh, the mega powers ended up exploding because, you know, Macho Man thought Hogan was doing something with his chick. And Hogan's like, no, brother, I love you, man. Why are you doing this, brother? Why? Why, Randy? And he's like, I done told you, Hogan, keep your woman away. And uh, anyway, so just like that. You know how Macho Man talked? Oh, yeah. 
gonna get rowdy. Remember uh, Spider Man? He was in the first Spider Man movie. Bone yeah, saws still, ready. He still talked like that in the ring. I think that's just but, how that man talked. But he looked real short though. When you look at like that, he looks like a short guy. Yeah, yeah. He was he was on the smaller side, but I mean, he was you know he was probably popping steroids too, just like everybody else was. So the Ultimate Warrior definitely did. That dude was huge. Yeah, Macho Man and Ultimate Warrior hooked up for a little while. They were on a tag team for a little bit. Um, I like the I just like the excitement Ultimate Warrior had every time he heard that, that beat drop. That was his music. Yeah. He was yeah. just so fucking excited, like someone like picked him, like you know. <laughs> and he just he hauled ass down into the fucking ring. Like I don't think anybody has ever ran to the ring like that. I think because once you've run down that big old fucking ramp, you're fucking out of breath by the time you get down there. But that bastard ran all the way the fuck down. Ran down, sh- ran around the ring, jumped in, started jumping up on top of the ropes and shit. You you know that's a workout, right? With the wheel, he would shake the ropes. Uh, that's it's called. There's a rope exercise called Ultimate Warrior. You you shake the heavy ass ropes like mm-hmm. he did. No, well, I believe it. I mean, the guy was uh he was a fucking animal, but you know he got big headed and. He thought he needed more money than what the WWE was willing to pay, and uh, shit didn't work out. You know, and he just kind of went off into the wilderness, I guess. Uh, Sting was a good wrestler. Oh yeah, Remember I keep forgetting about Sting. I keep forgetting about him. Everyone loves Sting. Yeah, Sting was good. I was hoping he'd go up against the Undertaker when he came back briefly a few years ago, but it never happened, and probably not going to happen now because Sting got uh, a back injury. He's out. He's done. That's it. He's actually done. Yeah, he's totally done. Not going to wrestle again. Um, I mean, you know, and it makes sense. Why? I mean, you don't want to fucking kill yourself doing that shit. Did you watch the uh, Raw reunion episode? No, I didn't get, to, get a chance to. Was it good? I didn't see it yet either. I was just wondering no. if you had. No, I heard, I, you know, oh, they bring out characters. You look at them. Oh, my God. It's you know, whoever, you know, like, yeah, you've you've done this several times, you know. Did uh tonight's our uh one star or less. Oh did shit. Any, did anybody have a Yelp review they wanted to go over? Yes. Yes. Hang on. I got it. So for all our listeners out there, this is a segment where we uh we take reviews. We usually pull them from Yelp, but we can pull it from Google, really anywhere. Uh, anywhere that reviews are done on a five star system. And then we take the reviews that are scored as a uh, one star or less, and then we read those reviews to you. Um, so that way you, you can know to stay the fuck away from these businesses. Or if you do go in, go in at your own risk because these people had some bad experiences. So, uh, John, if you want to go ahead and say yours. Yes. Uh, the problem with this one is it was sent to me by my wife, but I forgot the restaurant's name. So it is a it is a uh, one star, but uh, I, I'm gonna read it just like a Audi C wrote it. So, <clears throat> bad service. Our waitress could take our order correctly, and our food was wrong. We were the only customers in the restaurant, and it took a while for our food to come out. By the time we were all done, our food done. <laughs> God damn. Done, our done of us were done eating. Food was mediocre. 
Not worth, not worth it at all. The hell, man! <laughs> it's a rough one. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know spell check at that time. Yeah, not worth it at all. Definitely. <laughs> okay, so no, this no, one, like I said, no, oh. no periods, no commas, no nothing. Just one big ass uh, sentence. <laughs> All right, this one is in regards to El Phoenix in Arlington, or I'm sorry, in Burleson, and it's written by Vaughn C, and Vaughn C's got a picture of Christian Bale Batman, but it's the Batman like where his mouth is all the way open, and he's looking like he's uh, trying to take up or something. All right, so Vaughn writes, it looks like a ghetto El Chico's on the inside. And the staff seemed like the most depressed and suicidal food service workers I've ever seen. The host was a teenage kid that was kind if an ass. The food was the usual Tex-Mex, and the only reason they get one star. The service was slow in the beginning and slowed down again after our plates arrived. I will not be visited this place again and recommend you don't either. Fuck out, because they may be putting something in your damn drink. <laughs> uh, Aaron, did you have one that you wanted to read off? Uh, yeah, it's a little lengthy. Is it funny? Uh, no, not really. Oh, <laughs> but it's it's a it's a big one. Um, That's what so said. Waco, uh, not to you. Waco <laughs> is uh, Waco is renowned for Baylor University, and I found on Yelp a one-star review for Baylor. Uh, This is coming from Bellum out of Dallas, Texas. And she writes, I was accepted to Baylor as a transfer student and began researching everything I needed to know. I made sure everything was in order so that it would be an easy transition upon arriving. Since I was placed on some waiting list for payments because of financial aid, I was stuck going to orientation the week before classes started and on move-in day. Up to the day before we went down to Waco, I was told that I had been assigned to a dorm room and that I didn't need to worry about tuition as my scholarships and financial aid would cover everything except my books and oh shit, computers fucked up. And maybe the meal plan. I arrived for orientation and a man working at the registration check-in was rude to my mom and I. He said he wouldn't be helping me and called someone else over. I received my bag with a book assignment for the school year along with other information. I was asked what program I had been accepted into and was told where to go from there. I went to the assigned auditorium for the pre-health program, and while the information was interesting, there were a few questions I wanted to ask but did not get to during the QA session. We were told to line up and that we could ask one question each. I lined up, and the woman answering our questions skipped over another student and me. Both of us are minorities, and we were the only ones that were skipped and ignored. We were told by the women that she was done and that we could ask our advisors. I went to advising and signed up for classes. The advisor was very lovely, and when I told her what happened, she said she knew, knows about that woman and her attitudes towards people not like her. We were going to lunch, but someone recommended getting my student ID. I went and filled out a short form, only to be told that I needed to get some paperwork from F.A. to prove that I could go ahead and get my ID picture taken. I went to F.A., and they wanted me to pay at least $3,000 then and there. I was not prepared for that. We were told to contact our bank, and thankfully we had the money and paid it. Apparently, I was only going to be provided with most of the scholarship from financial aid if I did exceptionally well during my first semester, and then it was all based on the rest of my time at Baylor. So if I kept my grades up and didn't mess up, my scholarships would kick in. 
Sherry or Cheryl was very rude and condescending towards me for not knowing this, despite being in communication with a financial aid the whole summer, never being told any of this. I have the emails to prove it. After all that trouble, we went through to have my photo ID taken, but decided to get, go out and get lunch instead since the line for the ID was longer than before. God dang. We went to lunch and they were done. No lunch for us despite having a lunch ticket. We were hungry and not happy with how everything turned out. I went to go see the dorm room guests and guess what? There was a mishap at the housing office and they did not have a room assignment for me. I was there and someone else had been assigned that room. I was given a list of hotels I could stay at and possibly housing around campus. I showed them the letter and emails where I had been assigned a dorm room. After a stressful amount of waiting, while someone found out what happened, they found me a dorm. However, the roommate wasn't too happy because she was supposedly paying for a single dorm room. She didn't let me in and immediately went to complain about the situation. My family told me not to leave my belongings in the dorm because she might do something to them. God, we went to the bookstore and bought Baylor trinkets before heading over to get my ID photo and missed the information sessions in the afternoon because we were still trying to get everything situated. Something was going on with my information, and I was sent back to the FA office where I was told that what we needed was to call back, call, call the bank. At this point, we have just about had it. And the argument started between my mom and the financial aid people. Apparently, they don't accept money from our bank, so they needed something from them. And being the weekend, that was not possible. It didn't make sense to us, and they did not do a good job of explaining or showing us anything in writing. My dad wasn't willing to use his credit card and found it strange that they couldn't accept our money when they were more than willing to accept it before. I returned my stuff to the bookstore and took off after the roommate called to threaten me. Baylor's response was for me to stay at a hotel or look for an apartment. It's unacceptable. Halfway back home, I received several calls and messages asking me not being at orientation. They didn't sign me in and didn't believe I was there or what happened. I had the bag and book. Almost a week later, I get somewhat of an apology. The bookstore staff and advisors were more understanding and showed more concern. I transferred and graduated from SNU instead. More scholarships and honesty. And that's it. Damn, son. She got screwed. <laughs> now, let me say, uh, Bellum P, if you're out there, I know – Kind of what you went through. I had something similar happen to me before I went to Afghanistan. That's all I'm going to say about that. Anyway, problem after like, God damn, yeah, problem, problem after problem, freaking problem, problem, problem. and no one uh, wants to help you. All the kids are running around. <laughs> you trying to you trying to be nice, like God dang man. Yeah, she couldn't get her ID got uh, done because there was a line. She couldn't get her ID because they wanted three thousand dollars. They wouldn't take the three thousand dollars, even though they said they were going to take it before. They, she couldn't get her room because they didn't have a room set for her, even though they said they were going to give her one. <laughs> especially especially so, the room, especially like the I guess a snotty roommate. You know, no, I paid money to have a private dorm. <laughs> well, her calling and threatening her—that was a little much. But um, yeah, you're right, John. You're right. She she they were both getting getting the the raw deal on that end. Man. So uh, think twice before you go to Baylor, folks, especially if you're a minority. There, I said it. <laughs> there was a time where uh, I, was, I think I brought this up on the podcast a long time ago, but when I was working at Best Buy, part of the what? duties that you It's coming. It's, I'm not. Yeah. Uh-oh. I don't know what happened. He, he just dropped out. 
Shane, you still there? We lost we lost in communications very end. Yellow. Did you stand up again and lose a signal on your phone? <laughs> yeah, something threw our signal out pretty bad. Minute. There you go. Oh, well, I lost you. An hour. Are you All still right, there? there you go. Yeah, I, I heard you. Like we, I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, everyone just start. Everybody just cut out. Oh, what I was saying is, uh, all right, so Best Buy, you have to check the receipts coming from parts of the store just to to make sure that the, they've got the right merchandise in the bag or that it's the right model TV. You have to match all that up because sometimes the salesman, for whatever reason, they bring the wrong TV up there. And you could have a situation where somebody spent a lot of money on a TV, and now they're walking away with something that is way less expensive and cheap than what they actually wanted to buy. So the customer is, you know, getting fucked. So you have to check those receipts. Well, this guy walked in, and uh, you remember that? You remember Chappelle's show? Yeah. Remember there's a character on there called Tron? He had, like, these fucking Bret Hart sunglasses. And... Uh, yeah. <laughs> so this guy dressed and sounded and looked just like fucking Tron from the Chappelle show. He oh, hell no. Big old fucking senior citizen glasses. Um, his hat was backwards. He had gold chains, fucking big old rings. He had the grill. And uh, he walked in. When he walked into the store, it was him. Well, his, his wife and I guess her kid had walked in first, and I didn't know they were together. They had walked in first and went back to the computers. When he walked in, he stood by my, my stand where I'm checking receipts and shit. He pulls out this huge wad of cash. It's about $500. And he throws down the, the Ben Franklin's accounts, them, then wads it back up, puts it back in his pocket. And why he did that, I have no fucking clue. I guess he wanted me to see that he had money. I guess that's what he wanted to do. And I'm like, all right, great. Big shot. You got money. Well, they go buy a digital camera and they're coming back through, you know, the front. And as they walk by, you know, there's people coming from the registers. I'm letting them go. They're just walking out the door. And this guy walks up and I'm like, oh, sir, I need to check your receipt. And he said, okay. And holds the bag open and, the receipt was in the bag, so I could see that there was two items on the receipt. There was two items in the bag. So I said, thank you, sir. Have a nice day. And uh, he walked out and was talking to his wife about something. And I could see some, I hear some voices getting raised. And he came back in. And he's like, excuse me, man, I need, I need to ask you a question. And I'm like, what's going on? And he said, well, I want to know how come uh, these other people just walked by and you didn't check their receipt. But then I walked by and you checked my receipt. And I'm like, well, because they came from the registry. It's like, no, I don't want to hear that. You did it because I'm black, didn't you? It's because I'm black. You think I stole something. That's why you're checking my bag. And I'm like, motherfucker. And I said, no, I check it on everybody. And if you want to keep raising your voice like that, we can talk about it outside. And he's like, yeah, I think we ought to do that then. I was like, let's go. So I took off my fucking headphone, and I'm starting to walk outside. <laughs> and, like, we get out we get out past the door, and he kind of – his right foot went forward. I raised up my arm, and I was about to punch the guy right in the fucking neck. And as soon as my arm goes up in the air, my manager came, and, like, uh, he got his arm, and he wrapped it around mine, and another manager came and pulled me from behind, and they yanked me back into the store. 
And they were like, no, Shane, don't do it. Don't do it. And I was like, well, I was about to beat the shit out of that guy. I didn't give a fuck. And um, anyways, he turned around and went back out to his car and left. And that was the end of that. Oh, man. But it was, it was, it was dumb. Why you got to pull the race card? You know, I mean, do, are there people that discriminate? Of course, we see it all the time. I, I think I'd said that on the podcast. One time, uh, your brother, Michael, came into the store and my manager said, watch that guy. You know, keep your eye on him. And I'm like, I know him. He's not going to fucking steal anything. So I know racial profiling exists, but the, the default isn't that we're going to do it, you know, and not everybody is crooked like that. You know, some people are, and it's unavoidable, and I get it. But I think if you're going to accuse somebody of doing that, you better be damn sure that you're right before you do it. Oh, yeah. You, you got to be. <laughs> you know, you, because. You well, remember that older lady? Uh, I, I think it was Chicago or New York or something like that. I can't remember where it was at. But she said that that little boy grabbed her butt. Oh, he grabbed me. He grabbed me. Oh, how dare he? He grabbed me. I want to, I want him uh, arrested. And it, remember, everyone made a big stink about it. And they were looking at the video. All it was is the kid turned around and his backpack grazed her. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, you better have your damn facts straight before you go around accusing people of doing shit. And you don't really know. And all of a sudden, that look there. Oh, you're racist because you start you start you start just yelling at a little to a little teenager, not a teenager. I, I think I think he was only like a what was he, like ten or twelve. Yeah, you know, I kind of like the you know when it's a period of time when we actually focused on you know real racists, like people that are in the clan and shit. Like those are the people that you know you knew were fucking dumbasses. But now it's just like you know I don't know. I don't know. That's a, that's a conversation for another day. We can get all into that business and piss people off, but we'll have to conquer that one another time. But because uh, we are out, we're out now. We're done. Yeah, that was our one star list episode. All right, where we we'll talked about to... everything else except for the fucking the golden bit. <laughs> we can we can. I, I guess we would just have to come with a bunch of fucking good reviews. It's the problem is it's hard to do the research and get it ready. You know, I mean that one we had a couple lined up tonight, but I don't know. We we trailed off again. Uh, we got to remember, all right, guys, let's we bullshit for for thirty minutes and let's do our review. Or uh, you know, it's like today. Minutes. I was listening to your podcast and you were talking about you know working out and being in the gym, and I was like, yeah, I got some workout videos at home. Maybe we'll start watching them. And you get home, you're like, fuck it, man, I'm not doing a damn thing. You know, <laughs> I sit there, watch TV, watch mindless television, too. It's not like I'm watching any good shows right now. I've, I finished The Boys. I'm still watching Swamp Thing. That's a good one. But I can't watch that one tonight because, you know, Sarah doesn't want to watch any new shows. I have to watch that one on my own. So, you know how it is. You just fucking get from working, you're like, ah, fuck it, I'm not doing that shit. You know? My. Maj used that uh, the workout video as a coaster. You have my new coaster here? There you go. Yeah. That's cool. They're cool. They've collected dust. That's for damn sure. They're fucking dusty. Um, well, they, they got some use for it. Here's the problem. The last time that I was seriously using it, I mean, I got a little bit better at doing the exercises, but there wasn't any noticeable improvement. That's the problem. Like, you know, I guess you want quick results fast and, 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 you know, obvious, and I just didn't see him. I think like the the sh- the shortest you can get is six weeks before you start seeing some results. Now, and people one aren't wor- for that, you know. One they, workout they- that I know was working was when I was doing the judo, 
because my chest was getting tight after those fucking workouts. Like I was like, all right, I've never felt this before. They're fucking working my ass out. Um, so that was on a whole different level. Yeah, those, I've those seen, just working out muscles I'd never worked before. That that was like the Steve at work. He goes, "Man, I've been working out all week, man. I don't see no results." Okay, you've been pumping iron for a week. It don't work like that, man. They ain't no fucking cartoon. Yeah, <laughs> it well, shouldn't work like well, that. Yeah, that's true too. You gotta, you know, you gotta do it consistently. It's gotta be. See, I when it comes to weights, I kind of like how we did it in high school, where you start out, see how much you can do. So you max out, see what you can do. What's the most, you know, the most possible you could do, if you know, if you just had to do one, just what, how much could you do? And then what the coaches did is they say, okay, so you take eighty percent of that. And you start off doing, you know, um, what do you have us doing? We had to do six sets, but only two reps. And then you would go, then he would change, you would do five sets and five reps, and you go like up to 85%. And then four sets and four reps, and then you're like at, you know, 90%. Three sets, three reps, and now you're at 95%. And then by the time you're, you know, on week six, you're fucking doing two sets of your of your max and then when you go to max out again you'll be a little bit higher yeah exactly. Um, that's how we did it back then and it worked i mean at first um when we first i, I don't know if you remember this but when when coach Wright walked us into the gym and we all had to you know everybody had to lift weights for the first time everybody for the most part was pretty much even um there were some people that were like like that couldn't get the bar. Like there were some people on the lower end, but everybody else got the bar and maybe a couple of pounds on there. And that was it. So that was pretty much across the board. Everybody was in that boat. And then, uh, he got us on that program, man. And, uh, I mean, it sucked and I hated fucking doing it, but shit, the results were there. You know, by the time I was in the, uh, what my sophomore junior year, I was fucking, I was top of the, um, I was top of the team when it comes to weightlifting. Oh, yeah. And you talk food chain. I mean, and that, I mean, of course, I'm a fucking, I was, you know, four inches taller than everybody. So, I mean, that helps. But, you know, uh, Poncho, who was in my group, he was the shortest guy on the team. And he was number two. So, you know, size doesn't necessarily matter. Um, but, I mean, it does help on some things. But, yeah, man, that fucking... It worked. I mean, and I could see the results. Like, I was deadlifting in high school. I, we, um, you remember uh, Taran Duncan? Yeah. When we graduated, uh, when we well, it was our senior year, and Taran was in the weight room getting ready for the summer, and he was doing a deadlift. And I, me, and and uh, Doughboy, and Eddie, and Jacob, we're just walking by, and uh, Taran's in there, and you know, Taran's a big old bastard, and I think he deadlift. Uh, it's like I want to say it was either five hundred or six hundred pounds. So it was like it's like five fifty. So the bar is getting bent, and so you know. But I was top of the class, so they're you know, uh, Doughboy's like, "Come on, Shane, you gonna let him show you up?" And I was like, "Son of a bitch, man!" Like all that fucking weight. So I got down and fucking I damn near tore my back, but I got it up, and I ended up beating Taran like by five pounds. But God, it fucking hurt. My back was sore for the next week after that shit. Uh, deadlift's not good for you. You're not supposed to do deadlift it's, it's, as a workout. It's it's got to be. Oh man, Shane, don't tell those guys on those workout uh, uh, chat, pages I'm on on Facebook. Those guys, 
are all about Zumo and deadlifting. They'll argue up and down that they're great for you, but you have to perform them correctly. Yeah, you got to have perfect know? form. That's the problem. Like I, the problem with me is like like what Jacob said when he saw it. He was like, "Well, Shane, you just walked over there, bent over, and picked up five hundred fucking pounds." I mean, of course your back's gonna fucking hurt. <laughs> And I, I didn't do, I didn't squat because I didn't, I don't like squatting. I didn't want to do all that bullshit. I just wanted to get the fucking weight up. And, uh, yeah, it can, uh, if you don't do it right, they can, you can tear your back up doing that oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Real quick. So, uh, Real quick. anyways, I, we got to go. It's, it's past time. So, right. um, uh, you say hello. You say goodbye to everybody, right? Yeah. Hello, good, uh, yeah. Uh, Aaron, Southeast Third, John, JP's what? Uh, we're at B Beefing, Big Beefing, and, um, Thanks everybody for tuning in. We've gotten a, we had a week that was really bad and then we've had a week that's really good right now. We're doing average. So hopefully we can keep up the momentum and then we'll uh, just go from there. All right, sir. Well, we'll, we'll just get everything ready for next week. Hopefully you, Skyping next week. Hopefully get your uh, Skype phone pulled up real quick. And I'm going to try to add you in. Okay. All right. All right. Then. All right.